Hey, Tim. Hey, Ash. Welcome back to Breaking the Fourth Wall. Where we engage in stimulating conversations about ways that we can promote positive change in musical theater. Hey, everyone out there. Welcome to week two in self-isolation. Yeah, I think we're on week two now. Yes. And we hope this podcast is coming to you in your home, outside, while you're on a walk, getting some fresh air, while you're doing a workout, whatever you need to do to stay positive. And most importantly, practicing that social distancing. Absolutely. We are actually recording this. We usually record on Sundays Mm -hmm. and we record in um, my office because Tim and I both have home offices because we need our separate space as well. Yes, of course. (laughs) Uh, But we also have some beautiful natural light that comes in so we can look out while we're talking to you all right now. Yes. And normally we're so busy that we have to record this episode very, very, very late at night when it's pitch black dark. (laughs) Or we're coming home from about 11 hour tech or, you know, a show. Rehearsal or show or a class. We're holding a glass of wine and a beer in hand while we're actually doing the podcast. (laughs) Don't tell them that (laughs) so we are starting to record now in in the afternoons um so we can get the sun Mm -hmm. and have some positive energy to keep all of you going that's right what puzzler do you have for us this week tim what was the first musical ever to have a broadway cast album good question yeah So uh, we'll check back at the end of this episode and we'll figure it out together. Perfect. What's in the news? There's a few things I just wanted to mention today because we all know that Broadway is closed, regional theaters are closed, events are closed down, but there are a few things happening and we just want to make sure that we're keeping up to date and that if you haven't been watching the news, we can give you a bit of it. So first off is a little bit about the... Um, filmed version of In the Heights the musical Mm -hmm. so Warner Brothers has postponed the release of In the Heights the musical the film adaptation that they've created they haven't announced when it's going to be released yet they are just trying to wait until the movie theaters are back open but I know that you are really excited about this one oh I'm so excited to see this in the movie theater but I know that this is the best course of action that they need to take right now so I'm glad they are uh, practicing that distance Yes. And then I also wanted to mention that another postponement, the Tony Awards have been postponed. Typically, they always happen um, the same time every year. They were supposed to be on June 7th Mm -hmm. on Sunday from Radio City Music Hall, of course, in New York. Um, But they are postponing it. I I think this is a great idea. Um, it gives everybody a chance to kind of get back up on their feet. It gives us a chance as a society to figure out what's we don't even know when Broadway's going to open. Can you imagine, though, the celebration when the Tony Awards do come back? The kind of celebration that evening is going to be with yes. everyone just so excited to be celebrating theater again? Yes. It's- and it's it just gives us a little bit more time because we don't even mm-hmm. know if we're, this is going to blow over. I shouldn't say blow over, but this is going to come to a somewhat of an end in June. It's going to be well, later than that. And also, there are so many shows that are, were supposed to literally just open. I know Six the Musical was celebrating, I think, their opening night, the night that everything got shut down. So I don't even think they got to go on for one performance. Right, they didn't. Uh, aside from their previews. So I think there are a lot of shows that were waiting in the wings to be recognized for or viable for Tony Awards. And so I think this is going to change the whole conversation about you know who's where the eligibility falls and what date. Yes, and then uh, on that same note, a few musicals and plays. I haven't heard of musicals yet, but Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? They just announced that they are going to close. They are not going mm. to be coming back when Broadway opens up because it really is. We don't. We just don't know. Well, this is such an expensive commercial enterprise. You know, producing a Broadway show. I also wanted to mention there are many companies, many theaters out there that are 
trying to keep their patrons involved, that are trying to keep what they can going on. And a lot of them are starting to talk about live streaming mm-hmm. concerts or something that's not going to utilize, you know, like right, right holders. You can't really live stream musicals unless it's something that the right holder has allowed you to do, which is very rare with musicals especially. Absolutely. But the National Theater is going to live stream some of their productions for free on YouTube and also in their online application, I believe. But starting April 2nd, which is just coming up this week, they are going to start showing live um, they're going to they're going to stream mm-hmm. live productions of their shows on their their national theater YouTube channel, and the first one is going to be so excited. One man, two governors. I just directed this a couple of years ago, and uh, when I saw that, I went ahead and messaged one of my students. I was like, "Oh my gosh, the one who played Francis!" And I said, "Did you see this? Uh, here's your t- chance to see the amazing George James Corden as Francis in One Man, Two Governors." So, I'm and I so got to give him a shout out. You got to you got to say who what student you're talking about. Oh, I'm talking about Brandon Burns. Did a brilliant job as Francis in our production. We were just having discussion outside in our backyard, Mm -hmm. getting some fresh air (laughs) earlier today. And we were talking about video content Mm -hmm. and what people can put out into the world right now that might help them fuel their work, that might allow people to see what they do in an isolated place right now where they are. And we were discussing a few people, for example, one of your colleagues that creates content on YouTube right now. Bronwyn Burton, she's created this whole identity called Queen Deluxe So, where she has created a YouTube channel, and now she's putting herself out there on Facebook and on Instagram, and she's teaching people fundamentals of sewing techniques. She's one of our costume shop managers at Fullerton College, and big shout out to her because she's doing an amazing job. I think she just passed her 100 subscriber mark on YouTube. Oh, yay! Yeah. Um, And just the other day, she was doing a fantastic video tutorial on how to make face masks. Uh, because that's what she's doing right now. She's helping facilitate uh, the making of those. And so, um, but she does so many other amazing things. So, And what's great is you get to see how she actually works. Mm-hmm. She shows you on her sewing machine and she explains it and shows you her designs and the history of the costume or the research that she's done to go into it. And that's a great way to create video content to put out into the world for people to see your work, even when you're not, quote, getting paid or working right now. So that's a great example if you're a costume designer. What about if you're a stage manager? We were talking about that. Yeah, so I was thinking about this and how uh, even our student stage managers could do this to be proactive right now. Um, if they have video footage of them calling a show or or video footage of the show itself, they can actually create a self-tape per se and do like a mirror-on-mirror image in a, in a video editing program. Side by side. Side by side. And actually sit there in their bedroom and call the show while the cues are happening. Uh, and you can still verify the fact that that was them who called the show, but you can splice that together. I thought that'd be really creative. That's a cool idea. What about folks out there that are stage managers that are that are professional and, and need something to kind of showcase their work? Because we don't really get to see their mm-hmm work behind the scenes. I've seen a lot of people create video content that is showcasing like this is how I create my my prompt book. Where they take it they take you through this is how I this is how I lay out when I'm a stage managing or mm-hmm. or an ASM, this is how I lay out my book. This is the, these are the tools that yeah. I have found. Like like basically like a how to on how to create your prompt book or a how to on how to work with certain technologies or different ideologies when it comes to calling a show. Yeah, I even thought it'd be really cool. I would actually love if someone did this and posted it on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram stories or whatever. Um, A stage manager talking about like 
things they wish they had known yeah. before they started. <laughs> That's right? a great idea. Right. Things they wish they had known or what 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 is in their, their toolkit? Because mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of stage managers. If I'm working on a show where I'm training an SM or an ASM and I, I, you know, don't do that professionally. So I don't know everything. They're like, what should I have in my toolkit? And I'm like, scissors. Uh, uh, sticky notes first aid kit uh, <laughs> but I would love if a stage manager said this let me take you through mm-hmm. behind the scenes here's my actual you know kit and caboodle while they're in rehearsal or something like that yeah. I'm talking about at home, or at home. Yeah, yeah absolutely not absolutely. even I'm talking about this is what video content they can do at home mm-hmm. right here's my because they've all got it at home right now here's my box let me tell you what's in it and this is why you need this and this is why you need that yeah. and you know I gotta stock up on this that would be really cool something I just thought about right now too is for dancers making that video resume which we started seeing popping up with a little bit of popularity on YouTube uh, this is where basically a dancer is narrating their resume uh, while they're actually dancing in a real time and you can put like a little image of yourself, video image of yourself in the bottom corner talking through the choreography. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So you can, you know, that's another fantastic means by which you can self-promote with video. What about if you're a scenic designer, right? You're a scenic designer, again, something that's hard to just, you know, get video content out mm-hmm. there to kind of let people know what you're doing or how you work and get a jump start on your own marketing even. One of my former students and uh she is a scenic designer. Uh, now she has her bachelor's degree and she was showcasing, she made a video of um, a digital 3D model and made a movie out of it and showcased it saying, you know, here's here's this perspective of this part of the set and so forth. What I thought would be cool if she had added this was she could have narrated it. Oh, yeah. With an audio file on top of it. That would have been cool. So again, a video resume with us, some visual aid to help us kind of walk through as if that person's in the room. So lighting designers, I'm sure there's something that you can do that's very similar that you can showcase your work in some type of a model or... I think there are digital applications yes. you can use uh, both on Mac and PC that you can use to actually create visual models of what the scenic... Fl- uh, not Sorry, the scenic, the lighting flow would look like throughout a show. I've even had a, a recently this past quarter, I had a couple of grad students in my class that I, I, I always let the graduate students do a project instead Mm -hmm. of just a research paper, a project that is going to help them further their career. And um, which has been real, the the response from them has been so positive. And I had two lighting designers, two females, yay. And they, their projects were about lighting and how they got to choose a musical with that we were discussing in that time period and how they would light it. And the, the work they did was such incredible. I mean, you could even make a slideshow and do an, a little mini presentation wow. of, they already had that information uh-huh. they could already create and how they would light it and the research behind it and why and the, the mood in the atmosphere and all of this you can create video content mm-hmm. and keep in mind doesn't need to, doesn't need to be perfect no doesn't need to be professionally done no this whole living room thing is really popular <laughs> right, right now, now it's like a major trend that's taking over social media right now people are really interested in kind of seeing what people look like in their everyday life absolutely and so let's say you are now a performer so a singer a dancer a singer dancer musician mm-hmm. aerialist you know the five different things we have to do now. <laughs> There's a lot of content being put out there right now. And so what are some ideas that are different of just self-taping, right? Where mm-hmm. we know what that is, self-tape. I'm just taping myself in front of my, you know, sheet, curtain, whatever you have, <laughs> which is great. You better just get out there and make that content, you mm-hmm. guys. But what can folks do that's different? 
Well, they can do like, uh, like I just recently started a Monday jam session on the electric violin where, you know, I spend just 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes on Facebook Live uh, with an audience out there. Whoever wants to check in, they can check in. And I just rock out on the electric violin. And that's been a different way to kind of put myself out there, uh, both from a marketing standpoint and just for visual presence on video. I mean, Facebook Live and Instagram Live are brilliant inventions. And if people know how to harness them and use them, they can really do some really fun and creative stuff. And even if you don't know how to use it, we had never done Facebook Live before. I just turned it on. and Right? <laughs> we just hit the button and start. And we're like, I remember the last one that you did last week. We were using a different, instead of using a phone, I was using an iPad. Mm. And... I hit record and then it looks different on the screen than it does when it actually go, go, yeah, yeah. goes across the streaming device. And so all of a sudden, I after 10 minutes and I looked in on my phone of what it looked like and it was literally, it was... It, you, you should, I was playing to myself basically. No, it was funny because you could see the entire oh, the, <laughs> outside of the, of the backdrop and uh -huh. then somebody commented and they were like, we can see somebody walking by on the sides. Can you zoom in? And I was like, oh my God. Yes, I can zoom in, and I was stage managing for you, and but I sucked it. But that's bad. what the brilliant part of this whole experience <laughs> is right now. If we can harness the the random nature of these videos, you know, because most of the stuff we do, we think so much process, and we have to have a product, and it has to right. be editing, processed, and touched up. How cool is it to just allow yourself to be at your most vulnerable live in front of social media and to mess up? And just make a mistake. Right. Who cares? Right? I was Who like, cares? well, crap. Now I know I got to zoom in and I got to double check it in the other way because people are like, I saw you walking around and here I am just multitasking in the house. <laughs> I'm so curious to see how this, I want to call it a movement, has, has because of these last you know two weeks have really created this. Mm -hmm. uh, what's going to happen once things start to come back to the way they used to be? Are, are we going to maintain this energy in some way, shape, or form? For all this video content mm -hmm. that people are putting out there, I... I think so. I think people now are having the time to experience what if I do an Instagram story. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I'm scrolling through on my stories oh my gosh. that are, um, here's a song of me singing. Here's And yeah. I think it's awesome. I love it. I think it's awesome. And a lot of people are, are sitting there thinking right now, okay, video content. Well, and I got this question a lot last week. I did a ton of branding, marketing, website coaches last mm -hmm. week. And everybody asked me the same thing, video content which I thought that's why I thought this would be a good topic to discuss video content. How do I know what to post and what not to post? Who's going to see it? And yeah. is that who I am? Is that my brand? Is it done? Well, I think that's all out the door now. I think it's about authenticity now. You know, I think in this current state right now, I don't think we need to be focused on those, those questions. We need to be focused on putting yourself out there and in just, different unique ways and finding an, a creative way to, to express yourself. Whether it be an instrument, whether it be dancing, whether it be designing something, you know, live and in real time. Or I a think, weekly, you know, theme. Like yeah. you're doing this every week. It's a different theme. Like your music coming up this week is going to be... It's on EDM. EDM. Yeah. All your music's EDM. I'm going to start doing a weekly, like, here's me singing, you know, show a role that I've played before. Isn't it interesting, too, that because by necessity, this is all kind of coming to, to fruition. Obviously, this is... We're in some, uh, some very challenging times right now but I, I always go back to Shakespeare because Shakespeare wrote some of his most incredible works while the plague was going on you know in isolation you know removed from a lot of the technological issues challenges we face day to day whether it be you know looking at social media all the time or anything you can get back to basics you know and I think there's something to be said about just setting up a, your pressing play and record 
and putting yourself out there and just being your natural state on video. And I think that's another thing to mention. A lot of people are saying they're thinking right now, well, I don't have that program. I'm a designer. I don't have that. All you need is what you have in your hand right now. Your iPhone. Your phone phone can solve so many of these questions that you have. Even an Android, Mm -hmm. I think, has, right? You have a camera. All you have to literally do is hit record. Every phone. And and you can literally make a self-tape through your phone and nothing else. You you can literally download a free app that will edit your video video footage for you on your phone. Uh, You can do it all there. It's entirely possible. I think what else is really exciting regarding video content is I I had so many questions last week when I was doing these coaching sessions for marketing and branding because now everybody has the time to focus on this, right? Mm -hmm. Of if I put something out there, is it going to make me look bad? Mm. Is it, you know, if it's not perfectly done? I think it's just keeping in mind, finding unique ways to put your video content out there versus just Here's me singing a song for you. Well, and and everyone has to think. Okay, you're still you're still playing to an audience. Absolutely. How, even if it's one person that checks into your live Facebook, you're still performing to an audience. And I think if everyone can maintain that a level of awareness, or if you're going to make create a self tape, then putting yourself out there saying, okay, this is like an audition. So how would I conduct myself in the room? Now I'm just going to put it in front of a camera. Do it in front of a camera. Yes, there's this great video going around right now. Um, there's an online series, that masterclass series that people can can buy. But the, my point is that RuPaul was on one. Mm. And he says all the time, dress for the job that you want. That's right. Right? And it, do you, do you want to be seen professionally? Wear a suit. Mm-hmm. Do I think you need to wear a suit? No. Do I think you need to wear a dress? No. Do I think you need to have makeup on? No. But you want to put the image out there. Well, your version of what professional demeanor is. Yes. And put yourself out there of how you want to be seen. I said that so many times to people when we were discussing websites and marketing Mm -hmm. last week. Show people what you want them to see. Mm -hmm. Do we all know that we're sitting in our, our pajamas you know, in all day long right now. I sure. have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> sure. We're not in our pajamas right now. We're in like nice workout clothes. Oh my and gosh. Shorts. Did you see that YouTube video? I think I showed you the other day, this uh, teacher in Mexico was teaching um, and she had her webcam on and in the background, her husband walks by her. He's <gasps> totally in his underwear asking a question and doesn't realize that uh, she's live on Zoom and he goes dashing out, but knocks into the wall and falls backward. It was absolutely hilarious. That's I remember that that is Well, there are some really funny things that people don't know how to turn <laughs> off their their video setting on Zoom and oh they're like gosh. there was this one girl going to the bathroom yes. during the meeting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And and learning Zoom, I have I I've been doing all of my coaching sessions on Zoom right now mm-hmm. and it's so wonderful when students they log on, they've never done Zoom before and they're like what so it? uncomfortable and then 10 minutes in they're like they're this relaxed. is great. It's like, like a new app that they're learning, yes. you know. Yes. They're like this is so cool. I can like you're, you're like right there with me. I'm like, yes, yes, the yes. The best we can. Of course, nothing <laughs> replaces the face-to-face experience. Sure. But we are there the best they can. we can. So it's really finding creative ways to utilize your video content and to put it out there because now is the time. That's right. Right? And everybody's watching. Yes. That's the craziest thing. Everyone's scrolling. You will be surprised. Even the smallest video will get probably more attention nowadays than it would have three months ago. So know that. There is an audience available to you right now at this very moment. You could literally turn on Facebook Live or Instagram Live and present something. Yeah. And how can you put your content out there that is different, that showcases your Mm -hmm. uniqueness, the value you have to offer people? And how can you kind of just put little mini nuggets of packages out there for people to pick up when they want? And it 
just gets you out there, your brand, who you are, and the value that you can offer people. And I have this really interesting analogy. So everyone right now is talking about if you've got money, buy in the stock market. You know, if you've got money, invest, invest, invest. I love that you're speaking about my own father right now. <laughs> Shout out to Rick. Um, I've been getting a call every other day. You got to get them stocks. Yeah, yeah I know, Rick. Um, <laughs> hey, he's making money. How about we shift the perspective to a creative investment? For us, yes. For us as artists. Absolutely. Stockpiling that creative energy that, you know, we maybe have been making excuses in the past to utilize. And now that we have nothing but time, just create. I create, love that. Invest in the, in the creative activity and energy you have as if you were investing in the stock market and see where it leads. You're not going to know from day to day if things are going to ebb and flow, but keep putting yourself into that creative investment. And I think something is going to pay off. I extremely love that thought because you know what? It costs nothing. nothing. It absolutely costs nothing. I think that's a great way to end this conversation, Tim. And let's go back to our puzzler. What was the answer to it this week, Tim? Okay, the question was, what was the first Broadway musical ever to have a Broadway cast recording? And the answer is... Oklahoma! Oklahoma where, where the, the wind, wind comes sweeping down, down the plane. Oklahoma! Where the wave and we... <laughs> yes. I, listen, I'm from this state. No, I love the fact that we both went up at the same time. <laughs> we spent way too much time together. Especially now i know i know <laughs> well everyone have a wonderful week stay healthy keep creating stay strong and we look forward to spending another week with you and if you have any video content out there that you want us to check out i will put all of our socials in the show notes send us a message let us see your video content tag us in it so we can check it out we can't wait to see what you create this week have a wonderful week 